0: Hey, what's up guys? Welcome back to the countdown. My name is Ian Farmer and thank you for listening to the countdown on this Friday morning. It is 1154 a.m. So almost in the evening time. My my Kentucky Wildcats playing about five minutes. So definitely going to tune into that after this game. But as always, we got some stuff to talk about. If you haven't yet and you are a Star Wars fan, please go watch my episode one review of the book of Boba Fett streaming only on Disney Plus. It is a great show great start and a great wave of new content new content not just sports but um some other content some other things i'm going to touch on and some other things i'm going to try to entertain you with as this year goes around obviously it's new year's eve so the new year starts tomorrow and um starting monday the content will be flowing in um I hope I entertain you guys this year. It's going to be a good year. Twenty twenty one was a good year. Twenty twenty two is going to be even better. Just got to pray about it and uh, hope for the best. Um, if you um, you see my new logo. Hope you guys like the new logo. Uh, very professional, very um, very symbolistic. Um, shows a lot of symbolism. But um, if you haven't followed my friend Evan's podcast, Sports One Hundred One with Evan Latimer. He has. Um, I gave him my old logo, so his podcast, his layout form, also looks a lot more professional. So please go check him out. But we're gonna hop into it. We all know what today is. Today is the college football playoff semifinals, featuring Cincinnati and Alabama at three thirty, and the big one, Georgia and Michigan at seven thirty. We're gonna. I'm gonna break down Cincinnati and Alabama first. Cincinnati is lucky to be here. They're lucky to be here, guys. Desmond Ritter is a good quarterback, but he is not Bryce Young. Um, I did like how Cincinnati handled the uh, Houston, um, the uh, um, American Athletic Conference championship game, but only beating the 21st team in the nation by 15 points. Still does not look good. I think they're kind of lucky they did get in. One loss on their schedule would have put them out. If that tells you anything, um, letting South Florida have twenty-eight points, like beating Tulsa by one possession, um, only scoring scoring thirty-one on these teams like Tulane, beating Navy by a touchdown. Um, that they were one and six at the time. The only really good win I like is they did beat Temple, who were three and three at the time, by forty-nine points. And we all remember they beat Notre Dame. They beat, They also beat Indiana by a couple of touchdowns, which is. For their schedule, Indiana is a game to watch, but um, Cincinnati's defense is not bad, but they have struggled throughout the year, you know, teams like South Florida and um, UCF kind of maybe. Their defense has shown out, but the offense is going to have to have a big night tonight because that defense, very unlikely it's going to stop. Um, Bryce Shun, Jamison Williams, all that. It is very unlikely that that is going to happen. So, Cincinnati's offense is going to have to really step up in this game. I'm happy for Cincinnati. I want Cincinnati to win. Desmond Ritter, 30 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, 3,190 yards on the season, not bad yards at all. But let's move on to Alabama. Alabama, we all know, we all remember their loss to, te- to Texas A&M, but they beat Ole Miss, a team that is now the number eight team in the country, getting ready to play Baylor in a bowl game. Um, At the time, Matt Corral was the leading Heisman candidate. Um, Ole Miss by 21 points. Killing teams like Mississippi State, Tennessee, barely beating LSU, barely beating Arkansas, barely beating Auburn. They definitely have some bumps in the road, but I think some of their close wins are better than some of Cincinnati's Um. Multiple possession wins. They beat Ford about two points earlier in the season. They blew out Miami, but Miami was uh, turned out to be not that good. Um, nevertheless, Alabama plays in the SEC. Bryce Young, 43 touchdowns, four interceptions. He won the Heisman, which if you guys keep up with the countdown, I didn't know how to feel about that because as good as Bryce Young has been, I feel like what players like Aiden Hutchinson – Trans, um, changing uh, Michigan's defense. Kenny Pickett, what he did for Pittsburgh. They almost beat Michigan State last night, even without Kenny Pickett, though. Um, Matt Corral, what he did for Ole Miss. But Bryce Young is the Heisman. 4,300 yards on the season. I expect him to get to 4,500 tonight. Brian Robinson Jr., one of the most underrated running backs in the country. 223 carries, 1,000 yards, 14 touchdowns. And Jamison Williams, who we have heard about over the last few weeks. 68 receptions, 1,400 yards, and 15 touchdowns. He is one of the best wide receivers in the country. So nevertheless, I am going to take Alabama over Cincinnati. 42-27. Yeah, 42-27. I, I think since I think Desmond Ritter, Alabama's defense is not as good as it usually is. I think Cincinnati can have a big game offensively. I don't think it's going to be a, a complete blowout, but I do think Cincinnati's defense is going to let Bryce Young um, and that offense have a lot of points. I think they're going to give up a lot of points, and I think that's going to be their downfall because 27 points, um, that's good for a Cincinnati team who um, first time in the college football playoffs, but nevertheless, Alabama 42-27. to 27. Now, you guys know um, my hatred for college football. I don't hate college football, but I, as you guys know, I've definitely had my um, complaints about it and all that. Georgia and Michigan. This is a game that I am one hundred and ten percent intrigued about. There is no question about it. Georgia, number three team in the country, would have been number one if they could have held off Alabama. Michigan getting a huge win over Ohio State in that huge rivalry game to put them where they are right now. Um, there is one concern for Georgia. There's a couple concerns. Um, Georgia's really good at stopping the run. I'm in. I'm. I'm into. Um. Um. Ready to see how. Georgia's pass rush plays against Michigan's passing game because um however you say his name, Cade um McEnora, um Mc, I don't know, Michigan Michigan's quarterback, um he's not the best quarterback in the world. 15 touchdowns, four interceptions. Um he does he doesn't make a whole lot of mistakes is the thing. And Georgia has been really dominant on the run this season, but we're going to have to see how dominant they can be in the passing game. Stetson Bennett, I believe, is going to start tonight. 24 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. Here's the thing. Georgia's offense. Michigan's offense. Michigan's offense, I think, is better than Georgia's offense. Georgia's defense is better than Michigan's defense. But there is one guy on Michigan's defense that if he can get the job done, may very well give Michigan a title opportunity. And that man is the best player in the country. The number one pick in the draft, Aiden Hutchinson. Defensive tackle on Michigan's defense. If he can do something on Michigan's defense, I mean, he's going to do something. I mean, that was so stupid. But if he can have a game like he did against Ohio State, I think Michigan is gonna get this win. But I cannot pick Michigan, guys. I can't pick Michigan. Do I want to see Alabama and Georgia playing the national championship again? Absolutely not. That is not something I want to see. But I think Georgia was the number one team in the country all season long. I feel like they underplayed Alabama because that you know Alabama had, you know, just barely be beaten Auburn um, and all that. I think they just underplayed um, underestimated Alabama a little bit. I still think Georgia has um, a good chance to go win the college football national championship. And I think they're going to have that title opportunity as they beat Michigan. 38 to 31, 38 to 31 is the final score for me. Georgia gets to win. And let's see if I'm right. It's going to be, from my predictions, number one Alabama versus number three Georgia. Let's see how it goes. But until then, let's move on. Lakers traded Rondo to the Cavs. Now, I don't have a whole lot to say about this because, I mean, we obviously know that the Lakers are going to start making moves. But the Lakers did show that they are willing to make moves. Moving off Rondo was a big move. And I think before the trade deadline, we could see a lot of moves happening for the Lakers organization, including maybe even a rush trade. I feel like Russell Westbrook could get traded, guys. Um, The Lakers have to turn things around eventually, and I think this trade means more than just Rondo being gone. I think it starts a wave of move for the Lakers. I, I expect the Lakers to trade a load of players by the deadline. The deadline is fe- fe- February tenth, twenty 2022. I think they're going to trade a lot of players, and not for picks. They're going to get players that can help them contend. Um, Rajon Rondo won a championship with the Lakers in 2020. He was one of the four or five best players on that team. He was a huge contributor to that squad. Um, but now I feel like um he has decreased. I think this could be the end of the road for Rajon Rondo. I feel like he could retire a Cav. Um, maybe finish out the season with them, and then I think Rajon Rondo could be playing his last um year as an NBA player. I mean, I really, I can really, really see that. Um, a lot of COVID issues going on right now. It would make sense for um, some of the old guys to kind of take a step back from the game and leave the game for good. And Rajon Rondo has been all over the place the last few years. He left L.A., and then ever since then, he has been bouncing all over the place. So there is no doubt in my mind that we could really see him retire. He is only 35 years old, but let's be honest. His game... Has really been decreasing ever since he was on the Sacramento Kings and the and the Dallas Mavericks. Um, I feel like he was in the right system with the Lakers. I'm not saying that he didn't play good because he played great, but I feel like he was on the right system with the Lakers. And um, nevertheless, this is going to start a wave of mood for move moves for the Los Angeles Lakers. The men's bracketology for college basketball came out today. I'm gonna to go over that before my last but not least. Top overall seed is Baylor, first team out of San Diego State. Last team in is Davidson on the bubble. Have some teams. St. Bonaventure is officially the next four out. That is crazy. Kyle Lofton injury did a lot for them. Um the South, Baylor, number one seed. Number two seed is UCLA, Auburn following, Houston following. LSU following, I think UCLA would win this division. UCLA, from this bracketology, is my first Final Four team. Go over to the West. Gonzaga is the number one seed. Arizona is the two seed. Ohio State is three. Tennessee, four. Xavier, five. I think Gonzaga would win this um, region. I think that Ohio State would meet them in the um, Elite Eight. In the Midwest, I think Purdue... Well, we got Purdue, number one, Kansas, two, three is Alabama, four is Kentucky, five is Villanova. Guys, I'm going to be biased here. I'm going to go Kentucky. I think Kentucky will beat Purdue in the Sweet 16. I think Kansas will meet Kentucky in the Elite Eight, and I think Kentucky will win. Kentucky has a- aspects, guys. We have pieces, I promise you. Over in the East region, Philadelphia, Duke is the number one seed, Michigan State is two, UCS is three. Iowa State is four. Providence is five. Man, Iowa State and Providence—that could be the best second-round matchup of the entire tournament, according to this bracketology. Iowa State has a big game, which I'm going to give my prediction for. On that's but not least against the number one team in the country right now, the Baylor Bears. Um, both teams are undefeated, so I can't wait to watch that game. Believe it. Believe it, it's at one p.m. Eastern. But in this region, I need a kind of need an upset, don't I? I kind of need a. Uh, Tina's going to make a little run. I like Iowa State's chances. I think Iowa State is going to make the Final Four in this. I think they will meet... Let's see here. I think they'll meet... UAB. UAB, the 11th seed. I think they're going to meet UAB in that. Go back up to the Midwest. At Kentucky there. This seems like the top. Purdue has struggled. Kansas has shown some uh, vul- vulnerability. Yeah, that's mine. That's mine. Um, Iowa State, Kentucky, UCLA, and Gonzaga. And then um, UCLA and Gonzaga would play each other. I would have Gonzaga winning. No, oh, I'm going to go UCLA. Remember, UCLA was my championship pick. I'm going to go UCLA. Then Kentucky and Iowa State. I seriously think Kentucky would be to, I, could beat Iowa State, guys. But just to not be biased, I go Iowa State. And then I think UCLA would be Iowa State. That's the bracketology. I just wanted to give my predictions for that. I think um, I I like the bracketologies. I like making my picks for them. So um, UCLA is still my pick for the national championship in college basketball. My last but not least. You guys know how it goes. Every single week, every single Friday, um, my predictions for college basketball over the weekend, NFL over the weekend, and for this weekend, really the last weekend of college football, I'm going to give my New Year's Six bowl predictions. Let's hop into a college basketball, Baylor and Iowa State. I just talked about this on the bracketology. I said this is going to be one of the best college basketball games of the year. There's no doubt in my mind about that. It is at Iowa State at 2 p.m. Eastern, but it is hard for me to pick against Baylor. As good as Isaiah Brockington is, I think he's the best player in this game. I'm going to go Baylor. I think Baylor isn't much of a better... Th- oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Now, I'm going to go Iowa State. I hate to change my prediction around like that. I'm going to go Iowa State to beat Baylor, and that's going to suck because that means Duke's going to be the number one um, team in the country again. Which but, um, Baylor But, um, Iowa State over Baylor. Texas and West Virginia. This would not be a game on here. But West Virginia is eleven and one, guys. West Virginia um has beat teams like UConn, who was um highly ranked at um points in the season. So um, West Virginia's only loss is to Marquette, who was really hot at the time um around Thanksgiving. But I'm gonna take Texas because I think Texas is really underrated. I'm gonna take Texas to beat West Virginia. Villanova and Seton Hall. Villanova is. Ranked 22, they lost to three top 10 teams, which I didn't really give them any hate for. I gave them um, the benefit of the doubt. But after I lost to Creighton, they were dropped to number 22. I think they go to Seton Hall, and I think they beat Seton Hall, Colin Gillespie, Jermaine Samuels. I think they have a big game. Villanova beats Seton Hall. And Providence and DePaul, a game that is not being talked about a whole lot. DePaul is a really underrated team, a team that we can see ranked. that They can get a few wins, but I don't think they get the win over the weekend. I think Providence... Is the better team, Providence, um, was at one um before one of the most bruh Apple Watch. I gotta put it up. Um, Providence at one time was the most underrated team in the Big East. I think they're finally getting their credit they deserve. I think they're gonna be the nine and two, um, the Paul team. Moving on to college football, there actually is one near non-New Year's Ball game. It's Kentucky and Iowa. I'm gonna pick my cats to take Iowa. Notre Dame and Oklahoma State. I know Chip Kelly is no longer there, but I feel like Notre Dame wants to get this win. Oklahoma State, they could be in the college football playoffs right now, potentially. I mean, they really could. They were an inch away from it against Baylor in the Big 12 championship game. I'm going to take Notre Dame to beat Oklahoma State. And the Rose Bowl, I'm going to take Ohio State to beat Utah. Utah um, has shown how good of a team they can be after beating Oregon twice. But I think Ohio State's passing game can get it done. I think Ohio State's defense can handle Utah. And Ole Miss and Baylor, this is a big game for me. Uh, As a Panthers fan, I really think we're going to take a quarterback. And I think it's going to be between Matt Corral and Kenny Pickett in the draft this season. So I'm definitely watching out for Matt Corral. And I do think Matt Corral gets the job done. I think Ole Miss beats Baylor. My NFL picks, I'm going to take the Saints to beat the Panthers. Panthers have struggled in the last few weeks. Saints have too, but they've shown, their defense has shown a lot. Especially against the Buccaneers, so I'm going to take the Saints. And the Panthers, my Panthers just suck. Bills and Falcons. The Bills cannot afford to lose to a team like the Falcons. They just got their biggest win of the season against the Patriots. I think the Bills blow out Atlanta. Bears and Giants. This is Um, one of those games this week that's just like nobody cares. Um, I do think the Bears are going to beat the Vikings. I think Justin Fields is honestly probably better than Daniel Jones. Um, Not much I'd say about this game. I'm just going to have Chicago winning. Better record by game. Chiefs and Bengals. Now, this is a game I looked at because Cincinnati is nowhere near the team Kansas City is, in my opinion. But it is in Cincinnati, so I have to give a second thought about it. But I do think Kansas City is on a roll right now. I think they want to uh, finish the season 13-4. and And um, this is the hardest game, the toughest game they have left on their schedule. I think the Chiefs are going to beat the Bengals. And here we go. Everybody loves my upset picks. Here is my upset pick. I am taking Miami over Tennessee. If you keep up with CTN Sports on Instagram, I gave my pick for Monday Night Football last week. It was the Dolphins and Saints And I said, you're going to hear about this game at some point in the week on the countdown. You're hearing about it now. Dolphins are on a seven-game win streak. The first team to lose seven straight and win seven straight. I'm taking the Dolphins to beat the Titans, who without Derrick Henry have one of the worst offenses in the NFL, Dolphins get the upset. And here's the game that I've talked about for months. The Colts and Raiders. This game happens two days. And um, since then, the Raiders have um, had some bad losses. The Colts have had their best wins in years, and there's no question about it for me. I think the Colts are going to get the win. Um, Carson Went. I talk about the Colts every single week, almost every single episode, I feel like. Jonathan Taylor, MVP candidate, Demons has stepped up. I think the Raiders can make it a 1-2 possession game at the end, but I think the Colts are going to beat the Raiders. Patriots Patriots and Jaguars Patriots need this win more than ever after um not only losing the number 1 seed but losing their division I think the Patriots make quick work of the Jaguars that may be the biggest blowout um this week that are the Bills and Falcons Buccaneers and Jets the Buccaneers That's another game you that know, could be a huge um huge blowout Mike Evans was just um um taken off the covid list so Mike Evans is back Tom Brady's best receiver. Buccaneers are going to beat New York. Washington football team and the Eagles. I have Washington in this game, and I don't call it an upset because although they're two um, games apart from each other, I still feel like Washington um, isn't much less of a team than Philadelphia. I think Washington gets to win because they're at home, and I think it makes the NFC East and the um, um, NFL playoff pitcher just so, so interesting. And the Eagles have the seventh um seed right now, so they need this win more than ever, but I think Washington beats them in one of the best games of the day. Rams and Ravens. Lamar Jackson, it was announced today, he still has not practiced. The Rams, Cam Akers, I don't know if he's playing this game, but if he does, that's huge for the running game and for the offense. Rams are going to beat the Ravens. Not much to say about it. The Ravens may not even make the playoffs. Chargers and Broncos, this is a huge game, not only for the AFC West division, but for the playoffs because, believe it or not, Denver is trying to sneak in there, 7-8. and eight, Um, They're really trying to make a huge push right now, but I don't see it. I think um, the Chargers get the win, and I think the Chargers are going to try to make one last little push for the playoffs. I still think the Chargers are going to get in. 49ers and Texans. The Texans got their biggest win of the season, an upset win over the Chargers. That win really disrupted um um LA's chances of getting into the playoffs. I don't think they're going to beat um, San Francisco. San Francisco is the sixth seed right now. They know how badly they need these wins. I think San Francisco makes quick work of um um the the Texans. I'll, I'll give a little um um. Score cool prediction for that one. 49ers 31, Texans 14. Cardinals and Cowboys. Now, this Um This is what a lot of people think is the game of the week. And I can I, I can see it. I, I just think the Colts and Raiders mean more for the playoffs. But I, I can see this. I can see this. Um a lot of people have the Cowboys in this game. A lot of people have the Cowboys in this game. But right now, I really do not think the Cardinals. Can afford to lose another game. I think Kyler Murray goes into AT&T Stadium without DeAndre Hopkins. And I think the Cardinals get a huge win. That this is this is the game that's um that's gonna be decided by a field goal. I think Arizona wins on a last second field goal. Seahawks and Lions. Now the Lions were getting a lot of really good wins, but they did just lose to the Falcons, a team that um they actually played pretty good considering Atlanta's technically in the, you know, playoff conversation. But um, I don't really like um, the Lions in this game. I think Russell Wilson is back. I don't don't think Russell Wilson is back. He's back. Um, And I think the Seahawks, despite not being very good this season, I think they're going to get the win. Packers and Vikings, what do I have to say? Green Bay is better than Minnesota. Minnesota looked like a playoff team a few weeks ago. Now they do not look like they're going to get in and one more loss will ensure that they will be below 500 at the end of the season. I think the Packers beat the Vikings. And Steelers and Browns, this is perfect for Monday Night Football because Big Ben has technically announced this will be his last season, and this will be his last game at Heinz Field, and I don't see Big Ben losing his last game at Heinz Field. I think Big Ben may have his best game of the season. I think the Steelers are going to beat the Browns by multiple possessions. Guys, thank you for listening to the countdown today. I know I wasn't on video again, but you will definitely see a lot of video podcasts coming soon. Don't worry about that. You're going to see my face a lot more. If you want to see my face, I mean, it's, it's up to you. But thank you guys for listening. I will see you all on Monday. It's a stacked weekend for sports, so I cannot wait. But I love you guys. Have a great weekend. Have a great new year, and I'll see you on Monday. Peace.